0: Schreier, the BamaOnline.com staff with you. Once again, instant analysis. This one following Alabama's 63 to 14 win over the visiting Golden Eagles of Southern Mississippi. The boys from Hattiesburg making the short drive up 59, hitting 2059, picking up a nice paycheck. USM on a Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. The Crimson Tide with a home win before the Ole Miss Rebels sticking with the Magnolia State coming up next week. And so that'll be a much-anticipated meeting between Alabama and Lane Kiffin's Rebels first. So, again, Alabama makes pretty easy work of a team that, let's face it, throughout the years has been a bit of a thorn in the side of not only Alabama, but uh, Southeastern Conference Programs in general. Now, we're almost getting to the point of being kind of a generation removed from that era when Curly Hallman, Jeff Bauer, some of those USM teams would come to town looking for a little bit more than a paycheck, but still good to see Alabama and USM on the same field together. A little bit of nostalgia if you're old enough, like myself, to remember some of those games. Some great games, certainly the Tyrone Pro throw catch what, nearly 20 years ago now, Tyrone made that catch in Tuscaloosa. I think a lot of people forget about what that catch is, that Alabama was down 11 at the time when Tyrone made that catch. So it wasn't just that it was a spectacular catch. It was very clutch at a time when Alabama... Definitely needed it. Alabama didn't need any heroics in this one, but it certainly got some right from the outset when Jamison Williams takes the opening kickoff 100 yards for a touchdown. Jamison Williams comes back with another kickoff return for a touchdown later in the game. Sort of reminded me of, remember when Christian Jones went for two kick returns for touchdowns against Virginia Tech? I think that was the 2013 season opener. In Atlanta, Christian did it on a kickoff and a punt in the ATL. Jamison Williams on this night, kickoffs going back. He also had an eighty-one yard, eighty-one yard touchdown catch in the game. So explosive plays, anyone? I'm explosive plays guy. I'm the one who's been talking about explosive plays and trying to replace that production since really. The end of the 2020 season. So it was good to see Alabama get more of that from the offense in general. And what a night for the tight ends, right? Cameron Latou, Jalil Billingsley combined for over 160 receiving yards, three total touchdowns. Cameron Latou with maybe my favorite play in the whole game Saturday night. You know what I'm talking about? The quick game to Mechie. Latu gets a couple of blocks. Help spring Mechie. Mechie goes airborne trying to reach for the goal line. The ball comes out. Who's there? A very alert and present Cameron Latou to ca- clean up the mess there for Mechie and get into the end zone. So good for Cameron Latou. I would be willing to bet Cameron Latu will be an offensive player of the week for Alabama. But also good to see Billingsley with a 100-yard game, right? Bryce Young, a very crisp and efficient twenty of twenty-two for three hundred and thirteen yards. His first interception of the season. If there was a negative to Jamison Williams' incredible performance on Saturday night, it was that he let that ball get into his body there at about the goal line. An absolute dime from Bryce Young that hit that hit Jamison Williams squarely in the one on his jersey. It ends up going for an interception, but all things considered, a very strong performance once again for Bryce. Bryce averaged 14.2 yards per pass attempt Saturday night. That was the highest for an Alabama starting quarterback since the uh, well, since last season for sure. Uh, First 200-yard rushing performance for Alabama this season. Needed that one. That was good to see, even with Brian Robinson out for the game. Uh, Roy Dell Williams with his first 100 yard rushing performance for the Huey Town product. Jason McClellan right there with 97 yards. So 207 between the top two running backs on Saturday night. You did see Trey Sanders there in the second half, but it was mostly Roy Dale Williams and Jason McClellan. Defensively, Will Anderson, I thought it was promising to see him looking closer to full strength. I mean, he was the SEC Defensive Player of the Week following the outing against Florida last Saturday. I thought he looked even closer to full health Saturday night than he did against Florida. So that's bad news for upcoming opponents, namely those Ole Miss Rebels, one would think. So defensively, though, still saw some breakdowns there in the first half. Uh, The tight end, Grayson Gunner, in the first half, three catches, 61 yards, still an understanding. You know, there, there, there's there's so much you're probably going to put out there for an opponent like Southern Miss. But still, for my liking anyway, a little bit too much green at times between offensive players and Alabama defenders. Um, and then also just the the way in which Alabama finishes in terms of tackling. You had another missed tackle in the open field that led to the first touchdown for Southern Miss in the game. So it wasn't a perfect performance on defense, but a Southern Miss run game that ranks among the very worst in FBS football, 68 rushing yards in the game. Had a couple of sacks. Good to see Jamil Burrows off the bench there late, joining Will Anderson and posting a sack for the Crimson Tide defense. He did have nine quarterback hurries. And when you consider that Southern Miss attempted 24 passes – That's a pretty good ratio for pressure affecting the quarterback, as Nick Saban likes to say. Special teams, a little bit of a mixed bag. I mean, you return two kickoffs for touchdowns, you're going to be happy with that. But you had a couple of penalties that wiped out big plays by JoJo Earl in the punt return game. JoJo had a bit of a misplay of a punt there in the fourth quarter. James Burnett, just a couple of punts, neither of which really flipped the field the way that you would like to see those opportunities play out. So, yeah, some improvement. Kickoff coverage continues to be outstanding. And that extra point streak for Will Reichard now, getting up around 110 following the win over Southern Miss on Saturday night. Best of all, with Ole Miss and AM coming up in back-to-back weeks, You got through it, it looked like pretty much injury-free. I think Kamla, too, on his last catch of the night there in the fourth quarter, I think he landed on the ball, it looked like. So maybe just knocked the wind out of him a little bit. So from a health perspective, you were able to hold out Brian Robinson and those uh, bruised ribs. Uh, You hope that he's good to go for next week, which should be a physical affair with Ole Miss. And suddenly, what about the SEC West gang? What about the SEC West? Arkansas, tied for the for first place in the SEC West, after its defeat of the Texas A&M Aggies earlier on Saturday. Just the way we had it all drawn up. Ole Miss up there, Alabama up there. Uh, I think if Auburn had actually lost to Georgia State, that should have counted as a conference loss. If you lose one of these bye games, I think it should count as a conference loss on top of everything else. What about that? Yeah, Talon, I saw Tim Smith too. He did look hobbled coming out of the game there in the second half. So we'll see. Nick Saban in his post-game remarks, I didn't hear anything in, in the way of, a, of an injury update. So, and I don't think he was asked specifically about injuries. Those post-game press conferences tend to move along pretty quickly. So either didn't catch that or uh, he, didn't, he didn't comment on it. But we'll see coming up on Monday uh, at his regularly scheduled noontime press conference. But all in all, it looked like Alabama came out of it in pretty good shape. Psyche-wise, got some of the things I think they needed out of the game with an emphasis on explosive plays in general. You had 13 pass plays of 15 yards or more from the offense. The tight ends accounted for nearly half of those with the big games for Latou and Billingsley. Of course, Williams with his 81-yarder. Also good in the fourth quarter to see Jalen Milrow and Paul Tyson connect with Javon Baker on gains of 25 yards or more two catches uh for javon baker the second year receiver been a little bit lost in the mix so far this season two catches 59 yards for baker and he becomes the the fourth alabama wide receiver to catch a touchdown pass this year previously you had had slate bolden mechie and Jamison Williams, and Baker, the fourth wide receiver now this season to catch a touchdown pass for the Crimson Tide. So there you go. Um, Anything you got for me on this Saturday night? Nicholas asking if the offensive lines and defensive lines got better. It's hard to say against Southern Miss. Um, Again, I thought pressure on the quarterback was about what you would expect. Southern Miss came into the game – allowing more than five sacks per game. You know Ty Keyes, the freshman quarterback for USM, as we told you throughout the week, he was sacked nine times last week by Troy. And USM had allowed 16 sacks through three games coming into Saturday night. So nine quarterback pressures, a couple of sacks, about what you would expect. I don't think Southern Miss had a passing yard in the second half. I think they did have. Uh, They did draw a pass interference penalty on Josh Job. Poor Josh. Seems like we say that about once a game about Josh, but he had another one there in the second half on Saturday night. You know, third downs, maybe a few too many for Nick Saban's liking. Five of 15, that's not awful. You know, you look at yards per play, 3.7 for Southern Miss in the game. Again, the tight end, Uh, Gunner in the first half was more problematic than anybody. Did a good job against Frank Gore Jr., nine carries, seven yards. You know, you can live with that. But as far as what we truly learned about this football team, we learned that it seemed anyway as if Nick Saban's message throughout the week did get through. This was a team, at least from the outset, looked ready to play, looked engaged, uh, look to have the required energy and certainly Williams's kickoff return helped there early in the game. But yeah, I thought all things considered. Uh, From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! Saban seemed happy with it, so that's all that matters. What else do we have, gang? Yeah, I mean, it's always good when you can play as many quarterbacks as you can play. It's good because it means you're taking care of business. Um, but, again, you really got to keep Bryce healthy. Um, it was good, I thought, that Tyson and Milro had opportunities to throw the ball around a little bit. Um you know, Milrow, you anticipate coming into games, especially like this, and uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna run a lot of zone read, just try to get you out of there. But he did get an opportunity to go deep, and uh, pretty nice ball there to Javon Baker, and that's Javon's specialty. Both those plays, both his catches tonight, that's what Javon can give you for sure. He can give you a guy, I've compared him in the past to like Laquan Treadwell of Ole Miss. On 50-50 balls, even going back to to high school, that's what he did especially well. Michael says the play-action passing just doesn't look all that natural. Um, I think at times it's a little bit disjointed. Um, I could agree with that. I liked that we saw some pistol uh again on on Saturday night. That's it's kind of a favorite of mine. I just I just love the, the 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 play action off pistol but I also love the the zone running game uh and the other things you can do out of the pistol with the back directly behind the quarterback. So uh yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a nice ball by Tyson. Yeah. Yeah, Paul's improved. You know, Paul's made some nice strides over the last few years. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But um, you know, there's still some things they can clean up. I thought the perimeter run game tonight was was really good. You know, and it's a different offense. It's a different offensive line. You know, it's a lot easier to be effective between the tackles when you got a guy like Landon Dickerson at center. And that's not to say that that Darian Dahlcourt hasn't done a nice job through four starts. I think he has. Um, But he's a different kind of player. I mean, just look at Landon, you know. There's going to be movement between the guards (laughs) with Landon in there. It's not just Landon. I mean, you have Alex Leatherwood, a starting offensive lineman in the NFL, to go along with Landon. Landon's going to make his first start Monday night for the Eagles against the Cowboys, you know. Different dudes. Um, But the perimeter game was good. I I thought Roy Dell did a nice job coming off the bench. I did think it was interesting that he was the first guy off the bench. You know, we did see Trey on special teams in the first half and then more so at running back in the second half. But nothing especially explosive from Trey, whereas Jace and Roy Dell had some big runs between them. You know, Jace averaged 8.1. Roydell, 11 carries, 110 yards and a touchdown. And had the 55-yarder where he got a really nice combo block there. Go back and watch it. uh, You'll see Kendall Randolph and Cameron Latou do a really good job there to help spring that. Greg, my honest opinion on the game next week or my dishonest opinion? I mean, if you want my honest opinion, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to give that on the Saturday night Uh, after the USM game was still seven days to go uh, before we get to to Ole Miss. No, here's my initial thought. Without getting too football headish or X's and O's, um, it's, it's suddenly become Alabama's defense is deficient, and I get it. I mean, Florida exposed some issues that I don't think were fully rectified Uh, are alleviated in terms of concerns in this game against Southern Miss. Again, tight ends running wide open, Um, missed tackles, fundamental issues for a team that has plenty of guys that have played a lot of football. So I get that. But it's almost as if we're talking about the Alabama defense, like the gap between it and the Ole Miss offense next Saturday is going to be wider than the gap between the Alabama offense and the Ole Miss defense. It's like nobody is acknowledging that at some point Ole Miss will have to put its defense on the field. And so I guess what I'm saying is it could very well end up being a game like last year's in Oxford. But at the end of the day, as crazy as this might sound and – as much ptsd as alabama fans might have still after that florida game and even thinking back to the game at oxford a year ago i think i still might put my money more on the alabama defense to get a few more stops than i would Ole Misses next week that's just me you know but i do think stylistically and those type of things it's a tough matchup right now for alabama I don't think Alabama's magically going to come out there and 59 to nothing, Ole Miss like it did Texas A&M back in 2014. Remember that one? That one kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? But um, that's just kind of my initial thoughts is that, you know what? Ole Miss is going to have to put their defense out there too. So we'll see. Yeah, Jay, again. You know, there are times, and Saban said this after the game, that it seems like every week they get entirely different stuff than what they see from teams on film, which makes sense. I mean, we kind of know that's going to be the case, um, you know, with Alabama compared to other teams. Um, But for me, I I just would like to see on a consistent basis second-level defenders stone people. You know what I'm saying? Understanding targeting has to be taken into account now in terms of your approach. I just don't see Alabama linebacker level and defensive backs, safeties, just stoning people. And part of that is got to be in position to stone people. Yeah, Nicholas, Shane Lee did play tonight. Yep, I guess that was his season debut. We saw Shane Lee out there. Jalen Moody was the next inside linebacker on the field. Hey, Jim, how are you? Greetings. Um, Jalen was out there next up. He came in at the weak side position, and Christian Harris slid to the mic, which is good to be able to get Christian some game reps in that spot as much as anything from a communication standpoint. Yeah, it was nice to see DeMarco get an interception there. Hell of a play by Christian Harris, by the way. Christian Harris made that play. He had the deflection, right? And uh, DeMarco had the pick. DeMarco also had the missed tackle on the flat on the touchdown for USM, which was debatable. I know the guys on the broadcast talked about the ball coming out, but, you know, look. Eddie, how are you doing? Good to see you tonight. Thanks for showing up. We always appreciate it. You guys are going to have to pace yourself this week. You're gonna you're gonna use it all up before Saturday. Jim, thank you, thank you, sir. Appreciate you being here. Um, moderation is key. Don't don't play the game too early. You know it's going to be a little bit before two thirty next Saturday gets here. I know you're gonna be worried about what Lane has and that bag of tricks. You know, here's what Lane's gonna do. Lane's got a guy on offense that he's gonna feature, and they're gonna Ole Miss is gonna give him the ball a lot. First play of the game. They're gonna just like Elijah Moore last year in the game. Elijah Moore was Lane's guy last year, who got the ball on the first play of the game. Just like Amari in 2014. Wisely so. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate you being here. But I still will say, and again, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, everyone's going to talk about Matt Corral and you know, his numbers, and they're tremendous. But Alabama's success on defense will come down to dealing with Ann Ealy and Snoop Connor in the run game. Lost in everything about Matt Corral and his great start to the season is the fact that Lane's got a couple of running backs that he can run it with. And an experienced offensive line for the most part. I think the center for Ole Miss is a transfer from Utah. Rob's concerned about the DBs next week. Yeah. I mean... That was a problem in Oxford last year, no doubt. Right up the middle of the defense last year was a problem with Kenny Oboa at tight end for Ole Miss and those running backs. Again, Ole Miss ran for 268 in that game last year. You know, you're going to hear a lot this week about Corral and the game he had and you know, all those things, but uh, ultimately it was the Ole Miss run game that set everything else up. Michael thinks it will hurt Lane to have had a bye week. Eh, I don't know. I I do think there's something to the timing of the bye week based more on wear and tear on your football team. And from that perspective, I think for Ole Miss, there would be more value to the bye week being later in the season. Because I don't think Lane's got that roster to a point yet where... He can go six, seven games in a row, eight games, nine games in a row after this bye week in week four, and his team be close to whole with a couple weeks left in the season. You know, that's why I think Arkansas is a great story in September, and it is a great story. Happy for Sam Pittman, big win today over Texas A&M, but... The downside for Arkansas potentially is that still, again, from a roster perspective, um, you know it's going to be it's going to be tough in November. And when does Arkansas go to Tuscaloosa? November, right? And what happened when Alabama went to Fayetteville in December of last season? And the season had taken its toll on Arkansas. That wasn't a game. So kudos to arkansas because i think they're stacking and taking care of business at a time when they absolutely have to while their football team is still intact you know october reveals the contenders and separates them from the pretenders because you have to be built for the long haul and teams like alabama maybe not so much clemson clemson had its 36 game win streak against unranked opponents snapped earlier today. Did you see that? Dabo goes down in Raleigh to NC State. If you're into comparable scores, I mean, Mississippi State beat NC State. I know, it's stupid to do that, but it can still be fun if you're looking for a little ammo for your ACC buddies. Um, but to put that stat into perspective, 36 straight wins over unranked opponents for Clemson, snapped. And Alabama, on Saturday night, posted its 100th straight win over an unranked opponent. How about that? We talk about stats in college football that may never be broken. And if you retroactively look at, say, like some of Derek Thomas's individual stats, where sacks, tackles for loss, maybe stuff like that are concerned, okay. But... Will there ever be another program that goes a hundred plus against unranked teams without a loss? Alabama hit 100 in that stat on uh, on Saturday night. So let's not uh, let's not discount that. Thank you, Stephen. You're part of what makes this a great post game show. Yeah, Michael, that's right. We just talked about it. 100 straight over unranked. You know the last team in September, in the month of September, to beat Alabama? You know who that was? How about that, Mike? You got an answer for that one, Mike? I'll go ahead and tell you. The last team to beat Alabama in the month of September is the first team it will play in the month of October. Those old Miss Rebels. How about that? How about that for bringing it full circle? Anything else before we get out of here, gang? I'm going to get back to writing and uh, checking out what else might be going on around college football. I see where Oklahoma pulled one out of the fire against West Virginia earlier. But the SEC West, man, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Alabama, LSU. LSU goes into uh, Starkville, hangs on. For a three-point win, Stephen Ajay Hall, uh, yeah, we didn't really see Ajay against Southern Miss. Uh, You know, Nick Saban was asked about him on Wednesday following practice, and Nick's comments were basically in line with what you've heard with some other young players. Um, You know, still figuring some things out. Maturity, a lot of times, is what it goes back to. Those kind of comments added up. I think more to what a Jai Hall might be dealing with. Jeremy wants Trey Sanders on the field more. You know what Nick did say, and we talked about it on the podcast, Charlie and I have, and, um, you know, Nick didn't like Roydell's fumble against Miami, even though he got it back. And credit to him for doing that. But Nick did not like that. And apparently to the point where Roydell – had some confidence issues with it there for a little bit. Um, And Trey fumbled against Mercer and got it back. So, you know, without knowing too many specifics, I will say that, as we have before on the podcast, uh, ball security, pretty big thing. And when you do get the opportunities, as limited as they might be, off the ball, Ball security, pass protection—you uh, got to check those boxes. You got to check those boxes. I hope we've checked the boxes here for the post game following Alabama sixty-three to fourteen wins. <laughs> sixty-three to fourteen win. Just one. They didn't get two. Uh, sixty-three to fourteen win over Southern Miss. Southern Miss with a big check. Probably already back to. Those USM buses are probably by, they're they're to Meridian by now, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Be home. Be home by midnight. It's not bad. Not a bad gig. Not a bad gig. Hey, as always, we appreciate you joining us here on Instant Analysis. This will upload on the Bama Online Podcast. If you missed any or a good bit of this, or frankly, if you just want to put yourself through it all over again, You can do that. We will have it at the Bama Online Podcast coming up in just a little bit. Subscribe to the Bama Online Podcast if you haven't already. We would certainly appreciate that. A rating and a review would be appreciated as well. And also, of course, keep it locked to BamaOnline.com for all things Crimson Tide. Hang out with us on the Roundtable, the premium message board of choice for Alabama fans around the globe. Come hang out with us. Come post up. We'll get you ready for Ole Miss, Texas A&M, basketball season. Whatever you want to do, we got you at BamaOnline.com. Until next time, so long, everybody. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition